This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Happer and Shaper. He says I take no joy in life. I can see that. Coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Why, why are you yelling at me? Whatever, make me a bicycle clown. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Shaper. My boy's wicked smart. This is Happer and Shaper. Welcome back in hour number two of Happer and Schaefer here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer, Mike Schaefer with you. Mike Schaefer did a tweet yesterday. I did a tweet. This is about quarterbacks. How many tweets did I do yesterday? I'm trying to tweet less. Really? Because I'm getting really close to 100,000 and that is way too many tweets. Oh, that's just... And so I've really tried to dial down for the okay. most part. Well, you're going to hit it at some point, unfortunately. Let's see. Yesterday, I had a tweet about wanting to see a two-point conversion at the end of that game. Um, Spencer Rattler. I still had too many tweets yesterday. Deshaun Singleton. Tommy Hill. You engage. You engage a lot. Yeah, I do. Um, I don't engage. I, I probably should be more engaging. Eh, you don't need to be more engaging. Here's your, here's your tweet. Will some teams stop taking high school quarterbacks initially and only recruit the position via the transfer portal? Why invest the energy in it now if you're going to have to do the same for someone further along anyways? There's a lot to that. So we were talking about this a little bit earlier. earlier and one of the reasons, and it actually comes back to a guy out of the portal that Nebraska got yesterday in, in the Arizona State transfer, Tommy Hill. And you said this. Basically, he enters the portal. Nebraska had recruited him already the first time around, and they were one of the first schools waiting for him when he got into the portal. Hello. I know you. You're here. I'm familiar with this. This seems like a really good pick. Okay, let's do it. Let's yeah. sign up. You remember that visit you never got? You can have it now. Right, exactly. You were probably third or fourth last time. Uh, actually, this time you're first. Yeah. So that connection that Nebraska made during the recruiting process paid off not right away. It paid off a couple of years, you know, a year down the line. And in some cases, it could pay off even further down the line. I'm interested in the perspective that you think that could happen and that we're seeing definitely unfolding a little bit at the college level, which is maybe teams just stop recruiting quarterbacks. Some teams, not everybody, some teams just stop recruiting quarterbacks in a conventional way. Um, usually the rule is for everybody, you take one a year, <laughs> kind of no matter what. Um, maybe we'll see teams do that less or teams just stop recruiting the position conventionally altogether the problem is when you go into the portal 
and you decide to not recruit quarterbacks right away at a high school, you're probably not going to have any relationships developed when they get out when they get into the portal. Thus, you're not going to get them out of the portal either, and then you're just quarterbackless. Yeah, it's um, it's really really interesting. So I think the the kind of like thought process I sort of have on this is because you you still have to recruit enough quarterbacks that you have backups. It's not like you're going to take for sure three guys out of the portal to make up if you have nothing in your room. So where it really came down to me is if you identify early on in your region like a couple guys that you would be good with as your sort of scholarship quarterbacks, and maybe they're not necessarily like Heinrich Harburg is a good example of this. Like when you have a Heinrich Harburg in your state in a year, you go and you take that commitment or Cole Payton, either one. You go and you take that commitment, and that is someone that you can sort of develop in addition to going out into the portal and maybe getting someone that has an immediate eligibility situation for a single year or however you want to do it. Uh, I just think that there's going to be some teams that basically like their starting quarterback more often than not is going to have spent at least two years at another program just because one, there's only one quarterback per team. Usually, Um, you know, obviously injuries and things happen, but, it's just a position where you invest so much on the front end of recruiting with it that doesn't ultimately pay. Like think how many four and five star quarterbacks ultimately don't pay off for programs like Alabama, USC, blah, 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 where if they go into the portal, they immediately have name value. So you don't have to worry about that. You can offer offenses that if you're having success, you yeah, can point to that. But you are you are at the mercy of what's given to you at that point. Sure, you're at the mercy of what's in the portal. Exactly. So you you definitely have to to protect yourself on the on the back end of it. I just don't know that if, if you have a guy in your system that you sort of like, you don't necessarily have to go get another five-star or four-star quarterback each year. I just think it's going to change how many offers actually go out to these kids mm-hmm. um, on the on the front end of it because loading up your room and those guys leaving anyways, you, I just feel like it's going to be very difficult for places to have four quarterbacks in a room anymore. Yeah. And so then what that's going to do is it's going to dilute the amount of offers that get made so then kids end up in different places. You're going to see a lot more FCS. No, it, it wouldn't dilute the offer. It would it would enhance the offer. It would Well, no, it would it dilute the amount of offers they get from the kids yes, perspective. Yes, the the amount of it would enhance, offers like would so go when down. you have yeah. an offer it would mean more. Yes. Yeah. So in in some ways that's probably better for all parties. But right. I just think that there's going to be some seismic shifts at certain positions. Some things are never going to change. You're going to continue to go really hard after high school offensive linemen defensive linemen because they're gold in the transfer portal so if you can get them on the front end you want to do that the reason that quarterback is different is that there's going to be so many of them in the portal every year whereas that FIU lineman that went into the portal yeah he has like 7,000 teams interested Mm -hmm. in him which is remarkable because I think there's only 130 programs sounds right um so, like, you're you're always going to go after linemen at the high school level because they're they're really hard to find. Same with cornerback, but wide receiver, quarterback, maybe even running. It's interesting. Like these offensive skill guys are always going to be plentiful in the portal. So, uh, Fresh asked off the text line why only quarterbacks couldn't be the same for every position. That's what Schaefer was kind of just talking about. And, and I'll add to that a little bit. 
I hope it doesn't become that way for every position. I, I still think there's a lot to the idea of developing a team, developing an offensive line, developing a defensive line. And that, especially for a program like Nebraska, I think this is the way they have to do it, yeah. where they have these kind of waves, and by the end of the wave, that's your team is supposed to be competing. And you hope that all the pieces fit together. Yep. This is where the transfer portal could actually really help you because maybe your offensive line and defensive line are, are, are finally there, they're experienced, they're seasoned, they're, um, they're old, you know, and, and there's a lot of starts under the but whatever it is, it's all the same thing. But you're a quarterback short, then you can go into the portal and theoretically get an upgrade. Yeah, I don't think you're going to try to build your entire team through the portal. Right, I think that's so I think been overshot a little bit. You have to figure out what positions you can recruit and develop successfully high school-wise. And like I said, you're really going to put the emphasis on both lines, pass rusher and corner, because the other positions you're more likely to be able to find in the portal. Um, but that doesn't mean you won't. Like, if you have a really good wide receiver that you can go get at the high school level, you're still going to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that the the emphasis on spot recruiting, particularly uh, to try to help out your program, is, is really going to seem to be heavily focused on these positions where there's just a glut of players. Yeah. Because it's just the idea, and I, I see it all the time, like, oh, well, go get a pass rusher out of the portal. That kid from Albany, yeah, Albany who they don't I think won a couple games. I was talking with Brian Doan last night. Like that kid's phone just completely blew yeah, up. Yeah, they don't exist. <laughs> so you have to be in a situation where your team is already so good, and you've already proven that you can develop and have these pass rushers to go get one of the best pass rushers in the portal. Yeah. Who, by the way, hasn't done it at this level, but the idea is that he can because yeah. he did it at the other. Like, Micah Parsons isn't going into the portal, <laughs> and if he is, there's only one. And he's probably going to Alabama, Ohio State. So, yeah, so in, in effect, it, it basically works <laughs> itself out like recruiting does, you know, where there's a few really, really good players. The top schools get them, or they get their pick of yeah, them I mean, anyway. And this is true at, at, you know, when there was the whole rush of junior college things, or when Cam Newton basically won a title as a quarterback coming back from, from a junior college to Auburn, there became this giant rush of, like, SE teams getting more into the junior college ranks. Like, that's just what happens. Like, when there's success that comes out of something, everyone else wants to do it. And then the rich are still the rich, which means they generally have the best opportunity at these things. Mm -hmm. So it, you kind of have to be smart with it. And that's why I think, you know, with, with quarterback recruiting, if if you don't have to have your, you know, if Mark Whipple doesn't have to overly focus on trying to pull a guy out of California who might come to Lincoln for a year and then go back in the portal anyways, instead you find somebody that can do it regionally and then you put your emphasis on getting that guy who can be the starter for your program out of the portal. Like, I just think that it, it changes how you can use your resources and maybe a more efficient approach than trying to chase, you know, any quarterback around the country. Right. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Yeah. It, so does that make it better for team? Let, uh, let's just it say. just depends on how you can be successful and right. how you choose to, to to apply your resources. Like I said, I, Nebraska's always going to have to develop their own trenches and develop their own pass rush. And, and just because those guys are, are such high commodities uh, in the, in the portal right now. And there's, I, I was told yesterday um, in some, some conversations, there's at least two more expected waves of potential quarterbacks and think about all the names that are already in there. Yeah. So those guys have to play somewhere. And you know Nebraska well, may not. Be I mean, the, they don't. Well, <laughs> yes and no. Like the the guys that are good enough, yeah, will end up somewhere playing somewhere. Yeah, and so that means even a program like Nebraska, where you're three and nine, and it may not seem the most attractive. Like there's a good chance they're getting a quarterback that they're going to be happy with. So I mean, in a way, I know I just made the case for the opposite, but doesn't it kind of like thin out a little bit the the talent? discrepancy at the top i mean if if on the recruiting side the clemsons and the alabamas and the ohio states you know are trying to stockpile their roster with three five stars which they have mm-hmm. i mean look at them right now ohio state just lost a couple of them ohio state also lost a heisman winner from a, from a couple of years ago right clemson had a couple one of them left and ended up being bad at northwestern right yeah. so it's there's different um types of people but you know, it it does thin out a little bit at the top. We we haven't really seen it work at that level yet, where the five you know the backup five star, the backup highly recruited guy goes on to some other major school and really really wins. Except for Burrow. Um, yeah, Burrow's an example. Oklahoma kind of had their run, but Kyler Murray was already good. Right, Baker Mayfield had played well at Texas Tech and then went to another Those level guys are different. Those guys are different yeah. though because they Jalen Hurts. They all had success where they were at and then they enhanced it by going and joining the offense. Right, that was Lincoln step Ryan. up. Yeah. So um, when is it worked for like step down you know I don't want to cast a huge blanket step over down, it. Down, I don't know. I mean, you could you could make the case that it went pretty well for Jack Cohn just sort of doing a lateral thing okay. from Wisconsin to Notre Dame. Um, Tennessee's pretty happy with, uh, I think it's it, is it Herndon Hooker, is that his name? Yeah, but they also had Joe Milton. Right. Well, they brought in a bunch of people and basically like, right. you know, it was bore on the floor for them. <laughs> so Succession. Uh, I, I think there's different ways to kind of a – I know there's other transfer quarterbacks I'm forgetting about here. I, I think so, too, but... Uh, my it, mind sometimes just goes blank when it's like, give me an example. Well, I mean, off the top of the head, it doesn't... It, I don't exactly recall where it's been really, really good for a program trying to find a guy on the second loop. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and a guy who and who started off at Ohio State, like maybe there's a reason why they didn't win the job. Well, Quinn Ewers will be really interesting to kind of track... But he's such a unique situation in itself. Right. Um, Jack Miller will also be kind of interesting to to follow as well. I mean, there's part of it is that some of hey, these Kelly guys, Bryant. Uh, Kelly, um, he was a grad transfer, I guess, but he went off and and yeah. played pretty well at Missouri. Will Levis. Will Levis. That would count. Yeah, it would count. Yeah, that's. I, I know you. I know you hate credit. to. You hate Will Levis. 
I don't hate him. I just don't think he's good. You just really are but offended he had a by nice the banana year. He thing. had a nice year with Kentucky. Yes. It really has nothing to do with the bananas. It just has to do with watching him play Nebraska and being like, this guy isn't very good. Like he, who, who, he ends up as a starter at Kentucky, and it goes really well. The thing that's so tough for, about this is we never track, like, there's always the list of who are the top quarterbacks in the transfer portal, and we all know those guys at the time, and then it just disappears. Well, like, there's no, like, who were the top transfers of this past year, and how do they yeah. perform? Talia. Well, that's what 24-7 sports is attempting to do. Right. That's what I'm forward. on right now. Um, also... This explosion of quarterbacks going into the portal is bigger than we've ever seen. That's true. When you have guys well, like the immediate eligibility thing is a game changer, yeah. obviously. Well, and then you have extra years. I mean, some of these people just have yeah, you know, more time to use. Like the the fact the A and M quarterback went into the portal is sort of stunning, right? Yeah, Zach Calzada. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, there's three SEC West starting quarterbacks in the portal, right? So, and then LSU's Max Johnson or Max Johnson, like. So there's, it's just a, it's it's totally different volume, and then to hear that you know once some of these early bowls are played, more guys are expected to enter. Like that's that's pretty crazy, right? So, now I get that Th- that that's one that's always always has been a thing. The quarterbacks at the group of fives who have some success and want to take mm-hmm. a step up, like that's always been a thing and will continue to be, and I think that's a good thing, but. Not that, for the group of five programs. N- right, not for the group of five programs. For programs like Nebraska. For the Harvesters, the Grave Roberts. You're trying to find <laughs> steps down that, that, I mean, Shane Boucher from Texas to SMU, he worked out pretty well. I mean, they didn't really. Okay. They did pretty well. That's a good one. Um, I, It's not a step, it's a lateral move, Justin Fields, that one. Yeah. That Kelly count. Bryant went from Clemson to Missouri. That's what I said, yeah. That, that was one that I could think of for sure. But that was a grad transfer. Yeah. I know one that went horribly. Alex Hornibrook to Florida State. <laughs> yeah. But those of us that knew, knew he was terrible before he ever left Wisconsin. We knew. We knew. Any more, Rico? I'm um, just going through right now. It's a lot of names that I don't recognize. He's our transfer portal correspondent. This is his job. So we have him. How did Nikosi Perry do at Florida? <coughs> uh, no idea. Okay, so that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't have any. Yeah, it's not. You're. The, I mean, you're not wrong. The step down. This year will be a really interesting kind of right. run to target this. What I'm saying is, it's a new thing. Like we've always had the group of five guys going up, and we've always had the grad transfers. Now there's just a different group of people, and they're all kind of still vying for the same type. Of, like it's the same programs that are going to be going after these quarterbacks every year. It's the lower to mid level. Power fives because yeah. the high power fives are staying. They have their guys and they recruit them. Unless there's a Justin Fields out there. Yeah. Unless there's a Justin Fields out there. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Talia went from Alabama to Maryland. Worked out pretty well. That's a step down. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, that is a name I was told to keep an eye on. Portaling as a potential Nebraska. Maryland plays their game. I think they. What bowl is, Mar- is Maryland in the? They would are the they Phoenix in the pinstripe. One? I don't know. Oh, I think they did get pinstripe. Yeah. yeah. So maybe just after Christmas, that could be someone who would fascinate me that he's in the portal because he's leaving a situation where even if you don't think like Maryland's fantastic long term, he still has Rakeem Jarrett, which is mm-hmm. as good of a receiver as you're going to find. Plus, I think Maryland had another stud receiver pop up this year. Why would you need Rakeem Jarrett if you could have Xavier Betts and Omar Manning? Well, I'm not. I'm not saying Nebraska is going to be a play here, but. 
well, this is what we have to do when potentially quarterbacks enter the portal. We put them in the offense and see what I happens. would be very excited to see Tagovailoa in a Mark Whipple throw it all the time offense. So what you're, what you're saying is even if Nebraska misses out on this wave. Yeah, like let's say that – so there's been so much about Miles Brennan. Let's yeah. say that Miles Brennan for some reason decides he's going to commit to West Alabama State A&M. I don't know why. Why did you pick that school? I just made up a school. You should have just school. picked like Northwestern or something. Okay. Miles Brennan's going to Northwestern. Nebraska's I like the other school. Him. <laughs> Nebraska's playing him in Ireland. <laughs> so who's Nebraska's quarterback in this? I, I'm just saying, like, there's, there's, like, kind of this feeling that if they don't get a specific one of these guys, there won't be anything else. And it sounds like there's just going to be another wave. And then who even? Know? I mean, you, you have guys in the the college football playoff, like backups there that might be sticking through. Yeah. I just, I, I will be it's really, not over. really curious. Like if Nebraska does miss out on Miles Brennan, I want to know like where that backup option comes in for him. If they don't, then great, they got their guy. Which is which makes it even more confusing that they brought in that Akron or they tried to bring in that Akron guy, or then they then they like stopped and wouldn't like they yeah. thought for a moment that they were going to bring in the Akron guy. I don't think he was ever intended to be the 2022 starter. Okay. He has multiple years of eligibility. Depth. I think that Nebraska wants another quarterback that could potentially be its backup and it's developed, you know, so they don't have to do the Miles Brennan to next year. They have to immediately go get a one-year starter if Heinrich Harburg or Logan Smothers isn't ready. That makes sense. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Nebraska takes two quarterbacks out of the portal. That would make sense. Would that cause a Nebraska current quarterback to enter the portal? Yes. I would not be surprised if Nebraska has attrition on its current roster. Well, I, that know, is my, I I wouldn't be surprised by that that's either. That's his statement. Just listen to that's his statement. No follow up questions. He won't be taking any more questions. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> we'll take a quick break. NFL reaction over reaction next. Follow Connor and Mike on Twitter at Connor Happer at Mike J Schaefer. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 